Are you studying as a CEO, as a founder, as a leader? Like when you talk about taking the game to a whole nother level, leading a company, yeah, breaking artists, yeah, like your next level. So, so who I, are you studying? What books you, so are you reading? Where are you getting this information from? In my bathroom, right? In my bathroom, I believe um, because in my in my bedroom is is a there's no mirrors but in my bathroom that's that's why that's why I see my first mirror of the day that's the movie that's the book that's the guy that's the uh that's the i that's the the entrepreneur that's the person I'm studying that's the book I'm reading that's the movie I'm watching that mirror right there I don't know who the else cuz if I'm trying to watch somebody else and study somebody else then I'm trying to be them or be like them not be like me <laughs> that can go over a lot of people that can go over a lot of people Man, if, if, you know, uh, uh, that's so true. I'm not in competition with anyone but myself. Let's talk about it. Can I get the guitar? Papa. Go say. Go say that. You are listening to another episode of the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Today's date is Wednesday, September 28th. The time now is 6.35. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. You already know one of those four things may apply depending on what time you catch the podcast. And I do hope that it does reach you in a good place. And if it doesn't reach you in a good place, I hope by the end of it, you are in a good place. First and foremost, I must issue flowers to my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you until my last breath is left. I love you, Mom. That was Wayne, the little one, little Wayne. Dwayne Carter, and and it's a very simple thing, you know, uh, uh, what well, you don't know, I'm about to tell you. I believe this also, a lot of people are in competition with so many other people and, and, and trying to find out exactly who is their competition when in all actuality, as long as you did better, as long as you uh, uh, strive to do better today than you did yesterday, you 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 you're beating up your opponent because you're your only opponent. Don't let anyone else's uh success or 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 anything uh, fog your vision or or get you off of your path because it is very easy to make comparisons with other people when in all actuality the only person who you should be studying and comparing anything to is yourself and the progress that it is that you make daily. I hope everyone is well. Previously on the podcast, I talked about a father's receipts, and I zeroed in a lot on what it is that we teach our, our, our sons. 
this episode, I'm going to elaborate on our daughters because our sons is boys will be boys, right? But women, these young little ladies that we raise, they're the key to everything. They're the future women, the future women of this society. They, they are literally the backbone of this country. And I'm talking about the women who, who stand with their children and wait for the buses in the morning, the ones who get up and make sure that their husbands have their lunches packed, and even the ones who cuss out their baby daddies. All of you women are so important to what's going on in society. And it is, uh, uh, for me, it, it would be almost disrespectful if I did not address a lot of elephants because there's not just one. There's, there's some elephants in the room that need to be addressed. And one of those things that I, I want to address on my podcast personally, personally from my perspective, is that with my childhood, uh, and I can't, I don't blame everything on my childhood, but we are shaped, we're formed in our childhood, our ideals, uh, a lot of habits, and, and, and so many things happen to a child as they're developing. And we are handed down these generational disabilities and, and these generational tools on how to problem solve and how to adapt to situations and shit like that. But in, excuse me, in my situation, I wasn't raised with my mother. She wasn't talked about much, and when she was talked about, it was vaguely. And, and the more and more that I dig deeper and deeper and look at the man in the mirror, like Wayne said in the beginning, the more I can understand why what I, I at first had thought was being very loving to my girls might have been just an overprotection of the fear of them growing up and, and getting out and, 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 and becoming young women. And that is a disabling factor, something that we must, something that I have addressed much more uh, recently in my life. Um, and I wish I would have uh, uh, visited that place a lot earlier in my existence because sometimes, well, not sometimes, all people, like I've said before, they need a little bit of love differently. Everyone needs a different kind of hug, a different kind of little love. But when it comes to, to, to women and how we shape them, what it is that they expect, what it is that they respect, what it is that they feel is neglect, a, a lot of those things come from the home and in I can't necessarily say that the tools that I was handed down were 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 shaped for that. And if they did hand them to me, I was just unsuccessful at using them. The simple fact of the matter is trying to blame other people for whatever it is that you're going through is useless. The only way to get through what it is that you're going through is to keep stepping one foot in front of the other and the only way that I know how to get through a lot of the things that have been happening to me as of lately is just to keep positive in the air keep the aroma of of 
nothing but 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 results. I, I like to think that everything will have a result at one time or another, even if it's not as immediate as I would like it to be. But what I was saying is how it is that we shape these young ladies, it all comes from the shit that it is that we don't do. Not always the things that it is that we do do. (laughs) I hate saying it like that. Not always the things that it is that are projected. You know, the kids nowadays, and and this may not always apply, but I I noticed that, that, that kids see the things that it is that we don't want them to see a lot more often than we think that they do. They're very, very good sponges when it comes to soaking up so much information around them. And not only that, absorbing the hurt that is coming from their parents, whether it's shown or not. Kids, they come from you, they are you, and believe it or not, as much as you lie to your children, they know the lies. They see right through them, and they smell the shit on your breath. (laughs) But like I was saying previously on the podcast, I was talking about how it is that we deal with these boys and about exactly what kind of conversations it is that, that, that we have with our young men in turn to, to turn them into the, the, the respectable young gentlemen that they need to be at that time and then at the same time be the young warriors that's needed in that time also. It's a very delicate balance, but it can, I believe it can be obtained with community, with love, with conversation, and not only that, with, 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 the, with I, I, I hate to say, with the promise of, of, of understanding and love unconditionally for these young kids. But sometimes kids do some shit that's just egregious and you can't forgive them and all some old other shit. But what I'm talking about is basically giving them the opportunities to bump their head and grow. And, and, and in this generation, in this era, we cannot hold, or we, we, we should be able to hold the young ladies and the young women just as accountable as it is that we used to be able to hold young ladies accountable. There's no such thing as like being, uh, I don't even know, uh, uh, in, in a, in a like relationship from what I understand. Like, but I don't know shit because I'm not out there like that. I don't know. I just know this. I know that it's easily, it's an easily transferable ideal that it's okay to do what it is that you see, especially if what you see is, is, is success. And if that success is projected upon you with, with someone with barely anything on, you know, that becomes normalized. And once that becomes normalized and you don't have the things that it is that you want, there's not too much for you to do except for cover up, cover up a, a, a few little spots on your body and turn that camera on and bring some attention to yourself because who doesn't want attention? Everyone wants a little attention. Everyone needs a little bit of love. Everybody needs somebody. 
And in a time of rebellion, it's easy to reach out for some attention, thinking that you're going to get some love, when in actuality, what you get is used, abused, and kind of chewed up and spit out by an unforgiving system or an unforgiving person or just the simple fact that you're young and you're naive. Now, I talk about what I talk about because these things usually in case and involve me. I have four daughters. People know this. This is easy. I have nine kids, five boys, four girls. Now, having all of these kids <laughs> at the time, you know, the ten toes up, ten toes down, fun. Yeah, yeah, we were having fun. But afterwards, and you look at the whole situation, you're like, shit. Some people have one kid, and it's like a 50-50 chance that they're going to turn out good or bad. That used to be my thinking. Damn, your kids can turn out good or bad. And that's true. If, if, if you don't have that much of, of an influence or that much of things going for you, your children will gravitate towards something else. They, they, we all do. Like I said, we all want a little extra attention. The thing is, the price that is paid nowadays is much more costly than it was back in the day. And I'm not saying that, that, that egregious things and terrible things didn't happen to children back in the day, but now either they're reporting it twice as much or it's happening four times as much. Because the more and more that you turn on the TV, the more and more that you're reminded about sex trafficking. The more and the more that you're reminded about the brutal assaults, the brutal attacks, the brutal everything that's done to women, especially when they live alone, especially if they're in a single parent relationship, especially if they're on some sort of county programs. The, 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 the violence on women is non-stop. And for a person that has four girls, it scares the shit out of me. And then with my past, I'm a little overprotective. So a lot of the times, I don't get on here and I don't air a lot of shit out. But I'm going to air some things out today. Yesterday, I didn't podcast because I had a situation with someone deciding to do what has been done, I'm talking about at least five times from, from family members also, at least five times. I've had people in my family who have gotten mad, and instead of taking their problems up with me, they feel the best thing that they can do is to send some sort of government agency at me to feel like they can attack me in some sort of way to where it would be justifiable to separate me from my children. Now, I have nothing but good things to tell these people because yesterday what you did it was beautiful it was nice it was a lotus <laughs> i'm playing i have nothing good to tell you fuckers um the fact of the matter is i have said it before on here and i'll say it once again um in the capacity that it is that i am right now i'm just i'm not i'm not able to deal with bullshit i just won't deal with bullshit 
And it seems the more and the more people that I have cut off in my life or set at a parameter to where I feel it's a respectable area for them to sit at instead of getting too close to my life, the more and more people turn against me. So I'm telling you all of that to tell you this. No matter what you do, male or female, you're going to have haters. No matter how successful you get, even if you're not hurting nobody, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. Even if all you try to do is mind your business and improve yourself, someone's going to be in your business. It's the nature of the world. My secret to dealing with a lot of shit that has happened to me in the last almost two years, you know, and it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I used to tell people to listen to the beginning of the podcast. Do not listen. It is a hard listen. It's some good shit in there, but it's a hard listen. I don't have the audio and all that other shit's not right. But anyway, all of the things that have happened in the last two years, everything that has led up to this point right now that I am in my life was motherfucking needed. I hate to say that. It was needed. The bumps, the falls, the stumbles, the 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 letdowns, the pickups, uh, uh the truths, the lies, all of that shit was needed. The 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 wins, the losses, all of it was needed for me to get to where it is right now that I am. And under no motherfucking circumstances shall I return to my formula, to my uh former state that's just not happening i'm just on what it is that you call right now a very very good roller coaster ride man it has its ups it has its downs but i paid my motherfucking admission for this shit and i'll be damned if i get off the ride midway so the more attacks that come at me all i could do is be much more grateful for the fact that i'm in the mind state that it is that i am that i'm in right now because no matter what you're going through in life, most of it is mental. You may not be where you want to be at the moment, but you can sure focus on where it is that you need to go. You may not have the money to get there, but you can sure use your mind to figure out how to hustle up to get a little bit of change to help you on your journey. There's so many different things that we can do instead of just sitting in the sorrow and sitting in the, the simple fact that, oh, shit's not going my way. Let's teach our daughters that they don't have to sit there either. And not only do they not have to sit there, but we won't let them sit there. Under, under, under no circumstances whatsoever, and I'm pretty sure my daughters know this, under no circumstances whatsoever shall I ever leave your side. It's just that simple, no matter what. And I think that's something that we need to tell our daughters more. I know that's something that I'm going to be telling my daughters a lot more. Sometimes I love you doesn't cut it for me. It's a recycled word. It's a thrown around term. And sometimes the value of it, it just doesn't hit the spot. So this is why a lot of the reasons I, I, I podcast and I say I believe communication is vital 
It's one of the biggest things that's missing in our culture is clear communication and understanding of one and of one another's worth. Once we can get that, we can understand more about each other and then verbalize what it is we plan to do with our futures. And, and I mean, I really don't want to go too much more into it because I suck at this kind of shit when it goes to, to here. I get sentimental, my eyes get teary, and, and, and I, I feel the, the, the lights get an emotional part coming out. So, you know, let's, let's uh, segue into something a, a little bit more happier. But, but, but first, I'm going to have Unk sing me into the next thing. Yeah! Yeah! Damn, Unk, you all right? Shit. All right, we'll, we'll check back on Unk in a second. But yeah, today's podcast is, is, is nothing but love, man. You know, we Wednesday, middle of the week. It's been a motherfucking ride already. My week has been, has been beautifully ugly. Ugly and beautiful. I can't complain. I'm, I'm here for another day of the, of the antics and the bullshit. I, I hope everyone else has 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 gotten their themselves in the position and in and and on the pathway for success. Cause that's what I plan on telling myself every day. Is I'm gonna be doing something and it's not depending on what anyone else uh uh wants to say is successful. If people don't wanna help me, just like everything else that I put together on this podcast, I'll find another way to branch out. It's not a problem, not an issue. Never has been an issue. But it'd be nice to get a a a a a building team together. It'd be nice to find fellow minded individuals to rap with. And I'm not talking about the beatbox and the hip hop heavy shit. I'm talking about to 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 have good conversations with and to establish new friendships and 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 and, and, and prolonged business goals with, but, but, I guess right now we're not in that capacity. So I shall steam along all alone without any problems or issues because I do this shit by myself anyway. What the fuck? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Like I said, man, you know, it, it's, it's been some amazing shit going on in the news. And I turned on the news yesterday and was immediately reminded why I don't watch the fucking news. There was some mass shooting out there where somebody shot up a whole football practice. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I have a feeling that getting into that mode, you had to listen to something. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, or Whitney Houston. So you take with that what it is that you want, but to shoot up a football practice is something just eye-opening. And then here out in Sacramento, there was shootings all around Sacramento and shit, and I'm like, well, I know for, for, for goddamn sure I'm staying my motherfucking ass in the house. Uh, there's no reason for me to be out there wandering around this motherfucker uh, uh, looking like somebody that I ain't in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's, I, I, I think right now the 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 messaging of just kill it's just too much everywhere it's it's just everywhere i don't remember it ever being like this and i'm not gonna lie i'm an 80s baby we grew up listening to tupac and biggie and and all of those 
you know, iconic figures, three times crazy, be legit, you know, uh, 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 killer Tay. We listen, we listen to all of that shit, you know, and we remember, you know, I remember, I can't speak for what anyone else remembers. I remember certain songs and be talking about, you know, fucking niggas up and shit, you know, three times crazy. Got that hit him, get him, get you, got you, get him. They got that, you know, and, and, and. That was a good amped up song if you're about to go fuck somebody up. But at the same time, I mean, every single song that's streaming, that's number one, that's really up there is about murder. And I know that has to do something to the psyche of these young children. And I've spoken about I've spoken about it multiple times on this platform, multiple fucking times. And. It's very, very, this is very, very weird for me to bring in because during the time that I was listening to all of this music, there was a lot of people that were coming in and coming out of the music scene. One of these guys, let me see if you recognize his voice. Let me see. A lot of our songs are about us jacking people chains and, and how we'll run down. Of course. Do you feel like the, the music is encouraging this behavior? Of course. This, this is why I'm saying nobody wants to have the real conversation. Like, you know... I, my hands ain't clean. I ran around screaming this murder for fucking 20 years. Even though it was metaphorically, you know, meant for me saying I'm killing the game or whatever the fuck. If you were, but if you were a 12 year old kid or you were, you know, 10 year old kid, you know, coming up, 15 year old kid, whatever the fuck it is, you don't per se know that. I'm just Ja Rule, impressionable, throwing up M's. You think it's gangster shit. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like kids think thought these was gang signs. They don't know. You know, so, you know, we all have a part to play in this. And, you know, this is me speaking as a 46-year-old man, three grown kids. You know, this isn't 20-year-old Jaru speaking, so I get it. You know, 20 years ago, I would have probably had a different um, uh, a take on all of this. Jaru, I, I guess you don't have to vet. I have to guess the voice. That was legendary, Jaru. He's not as big as he was. Now, uh, 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 back then, he was huge. Ja Rule had a whole fucking run that was ridiculous. And he's right. He did run around throwing up the M, which was actually used here in Sacramento. Of course, it was modified, not to even throw anything else on it. But Ja Rule's not from the hood that was using that shit, uh, uh, that was already using that shit. But it was definitely every time he throw that shit up. Now you can take a picture of his hand. You can put that shit on the shirt. All kinds of shit, you know, you could do. And like he said, kids are impressionable. Now, the whole time I listened to Ja Rule and he was throwing up all them signs, I really thought that motherfucker was from a gang. Not until I got older did I understand that this was an entertainment aspect. Uh, there was an entertainment aspect of the game because a lot of the niggas that I grew up with who was gangsters, really wanted to be rappers, and really did talk about the shit that they did. Some of these niggas didn't survive. A lot of niggas didn't survive from my era. A whole bunch of niggas didn't survive. But now that I look back, I question a lot of the influence that not only did Ja Rule have, but Tupac and Biggie and all of these other artists. And it's easy for Ja Rule to take a reflection like that now because... If you just simply look at where he's sitting, he's obviously not sitting in a duplex. He's obviously not sitting in the hood. He looks healthy. He looks like he's been 
maintained. He looks like uh, he's still getting money. And like he said, he has three grown children who we've never heard about at all in I've never heard about. I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas ain't heard. I never heard about in the news. Not one time. Not one time have I heard about Ja Rule's kids. So he has had enough money to not only keep himself safe, but to raise his kids safe. And not only that, keep his mind state in the safe way to actually have an, 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 an observative view. You know, to, to, to observe the things around him. Because if he didn't make it and he did have three kids, I, I'm not necessarily sure that his, his idea or his ideal of what that music it was that he put out really did. I'm, I'm not sure. It's only from a privileged position that most of these people can talk about their past to where they're not going to worry about if those uh, 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 sales you know, those those sales are still pulling in a little bit of royalty money. And I'm pretty sure Ja Rule ain't got to worry about no money. Ja Rule's been in him. He himself has been in a few little scandals, per se. But you ain't never, I ain't never really heard nothing about the nigga being broke, broke. Like, you ain't never seen nothing about, like, Ja Rule driving a lift or no shit like that. Not saying driving a lift is some wrong shit. So if you drive a lift and you listen to my shit, I ain't talking about you like that. But what I'm saying is going from a millionaire to driving a lift. Hopefully you can understand that. You never heard about it. So he's been doing very, very well. He's been in a privileged place to actually have time to look at the body of work that it is that he puts he put out. And now that he's gotten older, 20 years removed from the rap game, from what it was that he was doing, he has a different perspective. And 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 I'm kind of I don't know uh, uh, icky about the whole situation because what he says is completely right. It is a part of that shit is entertainment, but do the kids know this? Because it doesn't seem like entertainment right now. It doesn't seem like entertainment at all. I've said it before on this podcast that they take insurance policies out on these kids, and I read that and I, I reported it, and somebody else might have reported it before I did, but then I saw Cat Williams talking about it. And this is something that we need to let our kids know is, is is this is just another form of fucking slavery. It's that simple. The, the, and, and the slavery is working in so many better ways now than it ever has. We can go ahead and profit off of you as long as you're, a, as long as you're alive. And then you'll get big enough and do something stupid and they'll kill you. And then what we'll do is we'll profit even more off of you. And then we'll just hand out a little, a couple of royalty checks to your mom. And 10-year anniversary, 5-year anniversary, and we can sell, you know, uh, uh, your masters to somebody else to remix them. We, in the future, we'll be able to hologram your ass from dead. Uh, it's just, a, it, it's, this is something that, that is so wrapped up in our culture with the violence and the rap music. And to hear a rapper admit that 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 he used a whole bunch of fucking gang propaganda to further himself, you know, and that he knows that he has blood on his hands. Is that a mission enough for forgiveness? Maybe that's just the question that I'm trying to get to. Is is the admission that he made enough for forgiveness? Because you can't tell me that somebody didn't say it's murder and then shoot somebody in their fucking face or some crazy shit or in their back 
or shoot up a house or something like that. People are highly impressionable. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, remember January 6th? <laughs> remember January 6th? People rushed the White House. I mean, the uh, yeah, not the White House. People rushed the, 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 the Congress place, the, the Congress building, the Congressional building. Remember that? People were tricked easily believing believing a messaging that was replayed over and over and over and over again. You are what the fuck it is you eat. It's that simple. And if what you're eating is violence all day and kill and 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 murder and bag and this bitch ain't shit, like how are we going to what do what are we going to expect this to look like in ten years? Twenty years. Shit, 30 years. What is our youth going to look like as adults? How many of our youth are we going to lose? How many fucking t-shirt shops need to pop up? I have all of these questions. And to bring it right back around to where it is, how I began this, is the receipts of a father. The music that it is that you listen to around your daughter the women that it is that you bring around your daughter, how it is that you treat these people around your daughter, how it is that you interact with your daughter is all, it's, it's shaping all of the things that she will presume is normal. I give you that for the simple fact that I know <laughs> I haven't been a perfect parent. And I can admit that. And even if I was better than I was in the past, I'd still want to be better than that. There's, there's no such thing as being a, a, a perfect parent. The thing that we can do, like I said, or like Wayne said in the beginning, was when we wake up, look in the mirror, look at our reflection, and constantly try to work towards a meaningful goal, not only for ourselves, but for our immediate family and in all actuality just for humankind and society in general. I kind of think that went all right. I kind of think I wrapped it back around. I don't know. I'll know when I listen. <laughs> I'll know when I listen. Let me see where we at on time. Where we at on time. Oh, well, you you know, uh, Papa. yeah, grandson, you, you you what's up, my guy? You know, uh, is it that time? Is it is it that time? Debbie. Yes. Okay. Well, my grandson said I got to go inside, so you guys know what the fuck that means. You already know that a bunch of this shit that you see, a bunch of this shit that you hear, and and truthfully, some of the shit that you know is all curated. It's 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 all given to you on a platter it is all served so you can easily not know that you have entrapped yourself that you are trapped you were dumbass trapped dog on everything i love i don't know who you is what you're doing where you're at but you're trapped you are free your mind of the fucking thinking that it is before you do anything impulsively think think just think, is it really worth it? Because sometimes when you don't think about the things that it is that you do, you kind of find yourself, I don't know what they call it, uh, entangled. Not, 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 
That's August Alcina and Jada uh, Pinkett Smith's term. Well, what's the word? Not tangled. Uh, ah, ah, ah. It has something to do with the closet. Ah. I'm stuck in the trap. You find yourself trapped. But you ain't got to stay there. But if you don't move, don't nobody care. I'm telling you right now. I'm stuck in the trap. I'm stuck in the trap, baby. I'm stuck in the trap. I'm stuck in the trap. Y'all know what time it is. Don't you come back. It's time to go. Don't you come back. But don't stay in the trap. Unless you like it there. Don't you come back. Don't you come back. Don't you come this is a back. Justice and the Peace podcast production. Back, baby. Coming in loud. Don't you come back. Don't Ooh. you come back. Have a great day. But I need the guitar first. Episodes are shot in one take, produced by me. It's me talking. All the sound effects and all that other shit. It's kind of, you know, ad libbed. All right, let's bring them back in and take them back out. Don't you come back? But like I said, don't you do you have to leave. Back. I hope the door don't hit you with a good Lord split ya. Do whatever it is that you need to do to get through as long as you don't hurt nobody in the process. Don't you come back. Don't you come back. You're good with me, man. You're good with me. Don't you come back. Let this wet guitar man slide me on the body here. Y'all know my pullout game is weak. Shit, nine kids. Shit, you're not doing it anyway. I love you, but fuck you. Don't you come back. Don't you come back, baby. This is justice. Another episode don't you come back. for the ages. Don't you come back. Hey, man, share if you care. Tell a friend, all right? This is justice. Peace.